talk tonight was, why are you afraid? So why are you afraid? And um, I, I just want to start off with a couple of things. I don't know if this works. Here. Okay. Um, what day's today? Veterans Day. Yeah. So I just thought we'd just get our minds about wrapped around Veterans Day a little bit. Um, so I spent, uh, I did my active duty with the Coast Guard, uh, and, then, and then I went to the Army Reserve, uh, and I spent most of my Army Reserve career in a, in a dental unit that went to the field a lot. We, we were out there a lot. And so, um, so uh, if you look at this picture, you can see that, um, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, doing some dentistry, practicing some dentistry out in the field. Um, and uh, if you look at the soldier that's, uh, that I'm working on, uh, if you look real closely, you see in his uh, leg pocket on the right side, okay, you see a little black thing hanging out of his pocket? That's a beret. At that time, um, if you were, uh, only, the only soldiers that could wear berets were either, uh, his is black color, so it's either, he was either, I think he was either black or green. So he's either a black beret, which is an army ranger, or a uh, green beret, which is special forces. That's, those are the, you know, the elite soldiers in the, in the army. And then, then the next, next thing I want you to look at is look at his hands, uh, look at his hands. Are the hands look kind of white? Don't they look kind of white? Like he's gripping the uh, armrests. I think he was afraid. Why is he afraid? Ha <laughs> ha, because look who's in his mouth. So he's supposed to be an elite soldier in the US Army and um, you know, he's afraid of going to the dentist. So this is what we did in the Army. Uh, we, we, we set up, uh, in fact, this was the tent that I was, uh, that I saw that patient in. And so we, um, uh, 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 we have to, you know, go out in the field, and we do all kinds of stuff. And, and if you look closely, not because it's me, but every soldier had to do this. Um, if you look closely on my left side, my left side on the picture, I'm, I'm carrying a gas mask, a protective mask. Uh, and then right above that, you see I'm carrying a helmet. And then on the right side, if you look real closely, you see a little black thing there, that's my pistol. So. Uh, we, we have to wear all this stuff uh, on, on the field. Um, why do I tell you this? Uh, just to get you thinking about fear. What, 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 what's, what about fear? And I think it's biblical. What, what, this is a biblical concept, I think. Uh, because when you look through scriptures, it, it talks about this. Uh, maybe indirectly, but actually sometimes directly. And the idea is that you have to be prepared. You're preparing for fear. Uh, preparing you're training and you're training and training so that when a fearful situation comes up, you will respond in a proper manner. I just want you to think about that, okay? Uh, There's a thought I want you to hold in your head as we uh, go through today's uh, uh, message and today's passage. So today we're going to cover Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. And it's supposed to be continuing the series for Pastor Ray's lesson. Uh, and I think he was supposed to do this for his Doctor of Ministry uh, program. Uh, but, you know, maybe, we could, you know, I think nowadays you can substitute faces. You know, he can put his face, you know, when, we, when they show this, you know, and put my face, put his face in place of me, showing me up a little bit. And then, you know, then he can get credit for this, uh, this talk. Um, maybe that'll work. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer, and then we'll, we'll get going into the lesson. Okay, Father, I just want to thank you for um, everybody who's here this evening. Uh, it's a holiday, but they're here to, to listen to your word and to fellowship with, with one another, to encourage one another. I just ask that um, all of us would think about 
uh, where we are as believers, that we need to um, confess our sins before you so that we would be right with you, so that you could teach us from your word. Uh, and, then, and then to be purposeful, even this evening, as we think about fear and um, one of the ways that we, we can deal with fear, why are we afraid? Um, and, and then we know that one of those ways is to encourage one another uh, uh, to, to, to look to Jesus. And we ask that um, we would consider these things even as we uh, look into your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a story. Um, uh, how many of you know my, my sister Corrine and her husband Jackson? Anybody know who they are, Jackson and Corrine? They've been around this church forever. Uh, you just probably just haven't met them yet, but they're around. Um, they usually go to first service. Uh, so, um, you know, in March um, 2019, they were on a, a Viking River, a Viking Ocean cruise, and I asked them if I could share the story with you because this is a real fun, very interesting story, I think. Uh, so they were in, on the Viking Sky. That's the name of the ship. And they went to uh, a cruise that um, was supposed to go into the, take them to the northern, almost the northernmost parts of, off of Norway because uh, the name of the cruise was in search of northern lights or something like that. So they went up there to look at northern lights way up north, near the, uh, past the Arctic Circle, I think it was. Uh, Svalbard or something like that. Um, anyway, so on the way back, on the way back from that cruise, um, there was a big storm uh, off the coast of Norway and it hit the news, it was in the news. Uh, and um, the storm hit, and the Viking Sky, which was actually a pretty new ship, it was only a couple of years old at that point, uh, and the ship lost power. Uh, I think it has four engines, but all four engines lost power. And so what happens there in this big storm, a lot of wind, uh, heavy, 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 um, uh, heavy waves, you know, and uh, so they, of course they, they call for help, okay, they call for help, mayday. Uh, and uh, so what happened was... Um, the uh, uh, Norwegian Coast Guard um, went to the rescue. Uh, and there was another ship that was nearby, uh, not too far away, it was a, a freighter ship. And uh, that, that was gonna to respond to the, uh, to, to the distress call for the Viking Sky. Now remember, my sister and my brother-in-law are on this ship, okay? So, so but then what happens is that, that uh, freighter ship that was coming to the rescue also lost power because the storm was so bad. And uh, so the Norwegian Coast Guard had to divert also to rescue those people. So what happened was uh, my, my sister told me, they, they you know, when, when there's a, uh, uh, an emergency like that, it's a big storm, lots of wind, movement. Uh, what they tell you is, um, uh, I don't know how many of you have ever been on a cruise, but usually the first day of the cruise, they'll tell you, oh, uh, we have a, um, a evacuation practice, okay? They tell you to put on your, uh, uh, life jacket, and, and you're supposed to report to a certain area and all that. So my sister and my brother-in-law had to do that. So they 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 went to the um, dining room. That was their uh, 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 gathering point for in case something would happen on the ship. And so while they were in the dining room, she told me that um, uh, they were waiting there. You know, her, so half the half the passengers were in the dining room, half were in the uh, auditorium in the front of the ship. So then she told me what happened is all of a sudden um, something broke. Something broke, uh, um, uh, I think it was a door that broke. And all this water came flow, uh, pouring into the dining room. And uh, she had just opened her purse at that moment. So all her stuff went out, her medications, um, 
her phone, uh, everything, you know, her glasses, I think her spare glasses or something like that. And they went underwater. And, and, then, and then Jackson, my brother-in-law, told me he got swept over. He hit, he hit uh, tables and things like that. So the water, they were actually underwater uh, for a while there. And, and, then, and then the boat uh, shifted positions and then the water went back down. And, and, then, and then he told me what happened was they decided, um, Viking decided, we got to evacuate some of these people. Uh, and so everybody that was in the dining room um, uh, was going to be evacuated by helicopter. Uh, so, the, uh, so you remember, this is a storm. The storm's going on. The ship's rocking back and forth. And um, they're led up the stairs. Um, uh, and um, they get in line. And the helicopter is way up high. Coast Guard helicopter's flying way up high. And um, they drop a rope down. And the uh, Norwegian Coast Guard's person... Uh, they have men and women, and, but he said, but these are really big people. Um, and they came down, and um, uh, uh, he said, the story he told me was, they're all lined up, and um, he said, I, I don't want to do this. But then there are two little old ladies in front of him, and they did it. So he said, if they can do it, I can do it. So and then the ship is, is rocking back and forth. It's dark. It's, it's nighttime. And, uh, and it's still raining really hard. Wind's really blowing really hard. And then they pushed them, in, pushed them forward. And the Coast Guard person wrapped them up, and, and, then, and, then, and then they went up into the helicopter and, um, and uh, uh, they took them, took them to shore. Um, so they were, uh, you know, um, that, that was their experience, okay? Um, and I'll tell you about the outcome later. And they were really, really afraid, okay? They were, everybody was really afraid. Uh, and um, uh, so there was fear. There was, there was great fear uh, in, in what they experienced. And that ties into today's lesson in just a moment, uh, because if you read um, our passage, it talks about a storm on the Sea of Galilee, all right? Let's see if I can do this. Is it moving? Okay, you can move to the next slide. That's fine. I don't know what, what yeah. Press it? Oh, sorry. Okay, so the background. Um, so chapter 4 begins with Jesus teaching by the Sea of Galilee. Uh, so, uh, and the crowd was really big, and he had to sit in the boat in the sea, which is actually a lake. Sea of Galilee is really a lake. This is probably, I, I would think, it's sort of like Lake, lake Tahoe. Um, and, and he was teaching parables while the crowd was on the shore by the sea. And so he taught the parable of the sower and the soils. He explained the parable to his disciples you know, when they were alone. Then he also taught the parable of the seed. He taught um, the parable of the mustard seed. And he spoke to the crowd in parables, but explained everything privately to his own disciples. So if you go through the passage from chapter 4, verses 1, all the way to 35, this is what it's talking about. So this is the Sea of Galilee. This is what it looks, it, this is the Sea of Galilee, okay? And the boat that you see is supposed to be like a copy of the type of boats that uh, in Jesus' time. So it looks like this. So it's not real small, but it's not real big. And, and then you can look at the Sea of Galilee, and, and you can see that the, how the shoreline is. And you can see the mountains in the background, right? If you look at the mountains in the background, that's one reason why they have a lot of storms in the Sea of Galilee, because the, the, uh, uh, the, I guess the winds, uh, especially from the west, uh, come blowing in, uh, coming from, uh, from the, uh, uh, I guess, the Mediterranean. And it kind of blows in, it funnels it in there. So they can get storms really badly in, in a very short period of time. Uh, if you look at this picture, it looks great, okay? Uh, so placid and nice. But um, 
and, and that's probably what it was like during the time when Jesus was actually preaching to, to the crowd, because the crowd's just sitting there on the shoreline, and he's on the boat, and he's preaching to them. So Mark 4, 35 to 37. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. So what's the picture, okay? So Jesus has been preaching all day long, and now it's evening. And, um, uh, and then he said, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, he was tired, you know, it, it seems like he's tired, and we'll see that in a moment. Uh, he said, let's go across to the other side. Um, and leaving the crowd, okay, they took him on the, in the boat. We, we remember that the disciples, uh, some of the disciples were fishermen. And uh, when we look at John 21, John chapter 21, we know that the fishermen, they do most of their fishing at nighttime. So this is not a new thing for, for uh, these fishermen, disciples. They, they, can, they, can, they can do it at nighttime. They fish at night. Uh, that's normal for them. Um, so they know about sailing on the Sea of Galilee. They know about fishing. Uh, they're familiar with boats. Uh, so, so when Jesus asked them to go across on the other side at night, no big deal. They have no GPS, okay? There's no GPS, no weather reports, um, none, none, none of the, no radar, uh, and no power, okay? There's, no, there's, there's no, no, no engines, but they're going to go. They're going to take Jesus across the other side. Why? Um, we, we don't know exactly why. We think maybe it's because Jesus kind of wanted to get away from the crowd, or possibly he wanted to go to the other side of the uh, um, Sea of Galilee. He was on the west side of Galilee, and we know this uh, because in the next chapter, chapter 5, he's, he goes over to the east side of Galilee. To, he's going to minister over there. So it's from west to east. And, um, you know, for, for the disciples, it should be no big deal. They, they do this all the time. Uh, but um, a big storm arose. Okay, so it's dark, the winds are blowing up, and the waves are breaking into the boat. And you saw the boat, it's not real small, you know? It's, that's, that's, I just showed you a picture of the boat. It's not real small, but um, it, it was, it, the waves are so bad that the boat was starting filling with water, okay? So there's danger of sinking, okay? So that's... Um, and the details of this also imply that it was an eyewitness account, most likely Peter... Uh, was giving an eyewitness account because we know that Peter was uh, Mark's mentor, okay? John Mark actually followed Peter around. Um, and I told you all these things already. Uh, 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 and uh, so let's move on to the next slide. Uh, but he was in a stern. Oh, so Jesus was in the back of the ship, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Okay, so Jesus is really tired. So he's lying in the back of the ship. Uh, the cushion is supposed to be, it's not like a cruise ship cushion, okay? It's supposed to be a cushion that I guess the uh, uh, sailors, uh, sailors would use uh, uh, for, uh, I guess, when they're rowing or something like that. Uh, and then they woke him. They woke him, and they said, teacher. Why teacher? Because, uh, you know, it kind of, blends in with what happened during the day because Jesus has been teaching all day long to the crowd and these guys were uh, the disciples were listening to this so so they're addressing him as teacher and he says do you not care that we are perishing the word for perishing actually is like apollyon or something like that it means destruction okay has to, so so don't you care that we're we're, we're being destroyed so it's, there's they're that scared they're that scared these are seasoned 
tough fishermen to own their own businesses, right? They, they know about uh, sailing. They know about fishing. They know about uh, uh, you know, traveling at night. And if you ever try to travel at night uh, without any lights, it's not that, it, it can be really scary, okay? Uh, 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 but these guys are, are experienced sailors, and uh, they do it all the time. They made, make their living doing this, but they're afraid. They're afraid, and they're, because they, they know that they're, they're, they're in big trouble, okay? And he awoke. Okay, what does that mean? You know, so Jesus is really, really tired, okay? So, but he awoke. And then he rebuked the wind, okay? Rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Let me, let me go to the next slide. Okay, that tells you a few things. So the, the, the word for um, telling this, uh, uh, the, you know, when he, when he was commanding the wind, it was actually, the word actually means kind of denounced or sternly command. Okay, so Jesus has authority to actually command the wind. And then he told the sea to be silent and to be muzzled. So, you know, think about it. what's a storm like when the wind is blowing? It's loud, right? And uh, the water is, is being kicked up, and it's splashing, and making a lot of noise. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, if you've ever been at sea at all, uh, or even if you haven't been at sea, even if you're at home during the big storm, you can hear the wind rattling your, your windows and, 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 the, and the, the rain's pelting, pelting at it, pelting your windows. You can hear the sound, and, and uh, you're, you're glad you're inside. Okay, you're glad you're inside. And um, this, this, this is what uh, was going on with these guys. And what did Jesus say? Jesus says, you know, he's, he was sleeping through the storm. It's so noisy, but Jesus still slept through the storm. And you think about that. Wow, you know? He could sleep through the storm. And these guys are, are scared out of their wits. And, um, and, uh, uh, and, then, and then, then the wind died down, and there was mega calm. The word, actually, it was great calm. It's, it's mega. Like that's, it's, it's really placid. It's really calm. There's a big contrast, and it happened immediately. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. What did Jesus do? Okay. But, but I just wanted to, to, to us to think about the fear that was running through these guys. These tough guys, right? But they're afraid. They're just, just, you know, what's this guy sleeping? How can he be sleeping? You know, we're dying. You know, we're going to drown. You know, and, and he's, he's just sleeping away, you know. I think I'd be pretty mad too, you know. All hands on deck, right? How come? What, what are you doing? You know, start, get up and get the pail and start bailing that water out. Or if you don't have a pail, use your hands. If you're really desperate, suck up the water and spit it out. You know, do something. You know, but he didn't do that. And what did Jesus do? He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you no faith? And they were fear filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Okay, uh, we got to develop this idea again. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? So, and they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want you to pay attention to a couple of wor uh, words here before I move on to the next slide. The first afraid, why are you so afraid? Is not the same word in Greek as the um, as the uh, uh, the word fear in verse forty one. So it says afraid, and then they were filled with great fear. It's a different word, different meaning. So we're going to develop that thought in a moment. Okay, so so I, it's pretty important. So let's look at that. 
So the word for fear, the first time when Jesus is asking the disciples, is actually a word for cowardly. Why are you so cowardly? And why do you still have no faith? What, what, what's the point of that? Because Jesus had been teaching the parables all day long, and the disciples were hearing the, the parables, and Jesus was explaining the parables to them. And at this point, um, you know, uh, uh, the disciples had been with Jesus for a while. Okay, so they've seen him. They've been living with him. They've seen how he is. And um, I guess the point is, the point is, Jesus is kind of disappointed that they don't get it that, that Jesus is God. He's not, they're not getting it yet. They haven't got it yet. Okay, uh, so... so uh, if, if you're, you know, you've seen me and I've been explaining these parables to you and um, uh, uh, you've seen some of the things I, I've done, uh, you know, and you, you, you don't think I'm God, huh? You don't have faith in me. You don't think I have any power. Uh, why are you so cowardly? Okay, that's the word for cowardly. Okay, so, so the second word for fear, okay, um, the disciples are filled with fear. Okay, that word actually means it's a state of terror or reverence or, or a worshiping, okay, worshiping uh, respect so of, of Jesus. So it's not the same word as cowardly fear. So the disciples ask one another, who then is this? That Jesus is someone who can control nature, that the wind and the, the sea would obey him. They just quite couldn't get it, okay? So they were talking each, to each other. They're, they're asking each other, who is this guy? Who is this guy who, um, who can do this? You know, uh, he, they, they can't, can't quite wrap their heads around this, right? Why, why else would they ask this question, okay? Um, but you should, we should uh, notice a few things, though, before we move on. Um, so Jesus, what did Jesus do first? He actually took care of the problem first, right? When he woke up, he didn't rebuke them right away and let the storm keep going on. For one thing, maybe it's too noisy. They wouldn't have been able to hear him, right? So, so he, he took care of the problem first. He said, okay, stop the wind, calm the sea. And then, there, and then he teaches, right? Take care of the emergency first. So we learned something from that. Um, and, then, and then he, he you know, sometimes... When we have to do correction, um, biblically, sometimes the words kind of hurt. These big, tough guys, and he calls them, you guys are cowardly. I don't think they like that too much, right? You know, tough guys, fishermen, you know, they kind of a, you know, they have to have that image, right? Self-image. And uh, um, you know what? He said, you're cowards. Why are you cowards? You are cowards. Did it hurt them? Uh, it got their attention, you know, got their attention. So sometimes, you know, tough things are said. Tough things are said. And, um, uh, and Jesus did it here. Okay, he's going to stop and think about that, right? He didn't say, oh, you know, it's okay that you didn't believe in me. But, you know, it's not, you know, it's, you know we have to sometimes, you know, take some time. And, you know, he didn't say it that way. He said, you're cowards. Because you and you still don't have any, you have still have no faith. Okay, he can say that because he's already shown care to them. All right, 
uh, he's already developed a relationship with them. Uh, I think they, 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 you know, it's okay for him to say it that way because it's to get their attention. So they'll be open to learning something from this uh, episode, okay? And the disciples, we notice that um, they ask one another, who is this? Who is this guy? You know, he's, he's really powerful. We've, I can't believe he can do this. You know, um, he can control nature. Nobody can do that. I don't think this thought went through their head, but maybe it did. Gee, if I could do that, I, I could just command all the fish to jump into the, my boat, and I should make a good living out of this, right? You know, but he didn't, he didn't, you know, I don't know if they thought that, you know, but, but I thought that. <laughs> I would make an easy living here. <laughs> but, but that's sometimes how we approach Jesus, right? We look at it, what's, what's in it for us as opposed to uh, worshiping him and understanding that uh, he's God and, and he's worthy of uh, reverence and respect and fear, okay? Not fear of necessarily of circumstances. In fact, you know, uh, I think that's kind of the point of, of what Jesus is teaching. So let's go to the next, next slide. So let's, let's look at some thoughts and observations and conclusions, okay? Uh, so Jesus is God and man. How do we know this? Because, you know, he had to sleep. He was tired. He'd been preaching all day long and uh, spending a lot of time trying to, to um, uh, also explain things to his disciples. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of work. So he's tired. He could sleep so well that, that the storm didn't wake him up. All that movement, all that wind, all that noise, he didn't wake up. Just laying in the back. And I don't know if you've been on ships very much, but you know, if you're in the stern of a ship or if you're at the bow of the ship, stern is the back, bow is the front, okay? That's the part that rocks the most. So if you ever go on a cruise, you probably try to buy a, a cabin that's in the middle of the ship and not too high. Okay? That, that, that's the part that doesn't rock as much, okay? Just in case you ever want to go on a cruise. Uh, don't, don't, don't buy the, the, um, the, the, the cabins in the back or in the front unless it's really cheap. Then, then, then yeah, then, then maybe that's a good deal. But otherwise, those are the roughest spots. But Jesus was sleeping in the stern. That was the roughest spot, and he didn't wake up. He was so tired. Also, because I think he was going to teach them a lesson. <laughs> I think that's really what was going on. Um, so Jesus t tailored his teaching to his audience. Um, he spoke in parables to the crowd because uh, I think at that time the crowd was not, um, uh, in a lot of ways they were already rejecting him, uh, the straight truths, because you look a bit before that, um, uh, um, there, was, there was some issues with the Pharisees coming to question Jesus and all that. But anyway, he was talk, speaking in parables to the audience. Um, to this big crowd that, that may or may not really uh, were following him because, you know, he was God, okay? But following him for their own, you know, maybe they can get fed again and, you know, get healed, you know, what's in it for me type of a crowd. But then with his disciples, who's, who he is preparing for the future to um, carry out his work on the earth, he spent a lot of energy and time uh, with them to, to explain what's going on. Um, and he chose to teach his disciples with greater care than the others, all right? Um, but the disciples did not fully understand who he was, even with the instruction and care that he had given them. They didn't quite get it. Um, but, you know, Jesus is really patient. And he's going to give them, you know, just, you know, keep teaching them because he knows the work that they're going to be doing for him. And, um, uh, and they, they, they do get it, right, later on. They do get it. And then they continue to know him more and more, enough that, to even write some of the books of the Bible, 
okay, um, to, to continue to, to minister and carry out, uh, really, to start the church. We know this, uh, in, you know, later on, in the book of Acts and then all the epistles and all the rest of that. So then, and then, and then the disciples, at this point in, their, in time, in their, I guess, that particular stage in their development, they were afraid of natural circumstances that were out of their control, even though Jesus is with them. So Jesus is right there in the boat with them. And they're afraid of things that are happening uh, that, they, that they feel are out of their control, natural circumstances. I know some of you, if you're paying attention, you're thinking with me, and they're going, he's going to say something, or the Bible is saying, might say, does say later on, but we have the Holy Spirit living within us. So God's actually right there inside of us. And so does that mean that when there's circumstances that are out of our control, that we won't be afraid? Oh, you know, humanly speaking, yeah, we are afraid. We do get afraid, okay? So I know you're thinking ahead, right? Some of you are thinking ahead. Uh, and if you haven't, I just told you what you should be thinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, you're thinking this. You can see the jump in, in, in some of the lessons from, from what we're talking about. So, so Jesus is with them. And their response to the storm, and this is a good response, is to call on Jesus. That's a good response, right? Call on Jesus. But then he asks, but then how do they call on Jesus? Why don't, how come you don't care about us? We're being destroyed. So the first part is pretty good. You know, I'm going to call on Jesus. But then the second part, don't you care about us? We're in trouble here. We're going to be destroyed. So the faith is kind of incomplete, right? Kind of incomplete. Uh, and, and you know what? Uh, um, I don't think, I personally would not say that um, the disciples are, are not so different, well, not so different from me. I, I think there's been times I run into a storm in life and I call on Jesus and instead of, um, you know, that's, that's not bad, but instead of saying to Jesus, you know, praising him and thanking him and all that, why me? Why me? Okay. You know, don't you care? Okay, so, so what does, how does Jesus respond? He responds by first taking care of the problem, and then he rebukes the disciples. He teaches them plainly. Sometimes we need to hear things plainly. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. But they've been listening to, and watching Jesus all day long and um, didn't quite get it. Okay. And then the disciples respond with reverential fear and wonder. They have a realization that they do not fully understand who he is, even though they have been with him. They've witnessed his person, and they've been the recipients of his special attention and teaching, and it's been an ongoing process. Okay, so, so, so these are some thoughts and observations, maybe some conclusions that you can come to uh, as you think about this passage. So, so what's the outcome of the um, introduction I told you earlier about my sister and the Viking sky, my sister and my brother-in-law in the Viking sky? Um, so they got rescued from the storm, all right? And um, they managed to get back to, to the United States. And uh, Viking was really good. They, they replaced all the stuff they lost. Uh, and um, they took very good care of them. Um, uh, when they got to shore, when the, when the Norwegian Coast Guard got them to town, the Norwegian Red Cross was there. Uh, they got their medications picked up. The physicians were there to, to check on them, make sure everything is OK. Um, uh, and, uh, 
and then Viking actually uh, funded them for other cruises. Uh, they got that one for free. Uh, and then a few weeks later, okay, a few, well, I found out later on what happened was on that, in the dining room, one of the doors, something happened with the door. Uh, it was one of those all-steel doors. Okay, there's no portholes in it, but, it, but the storm was so great, and maybe there was something wrong with the door, but it actually blew the door open for the water to come in. That's why they were underwater for a little while there. So, so what happened a few weeks later? A few weeks later, so my, my sister and brother-in-law, of course, there, there was fear, right? But I think they responded to fear pretty well, you know? Because guess what happened a few weeks later? They took another cruise that was previously, previously scheduled on the Viking Sky, the very same ship after it was, they had some minor repairs that they had to fix up. And they went on board that ship again. Uh, and Kathy and I actually went with them on the second trip. And uh, Jackson and Kareen are showing me, so that's the door to blue, and see where they, they repaired it, and you can see it. And, uh, and this is the deck, this is where the, um, the helicopter picked us up with that rope that was coming down. And uh, so I guess they show no fear. You know, they, um, uh, they, you know, they walk with Jesus. They're not afraid. You know, of course, that's, so they literally in a storm at sea, and they, didn't, they weren't afraid. They got back up and went and did it again, okay? That tells you a little bit. Um, so um, I, I, the, this is the last slide. We have some questions for the study group. Um, and uh, let me read it for you so, so uh, there's some, some thoughts that you might have. Uh, so number one, have you ever experienced a fearful situation? How did you respond? What was the outcome? What, if anything, did you learn from the experience? Uh, share this experience for the benefit of others in your group. So you, you don't want to tell a story just to tell a story. You want to tell a story that you think would help others. Okay, so we got to be thoughtful when we... Uh, tell our stories. There's going to be a reason for it. Um, and then the second question is, or second idea that you might want to discuss. Discuss the following statements. We should get to know Jesus better continually so that we can weather storms in our lives properly. So why did I show you those pictures of the veterans, uh, the army pictures? Because soldiers train all the time so that if a storm happens, they will respond properly, or at least have the possibility of responding properly. That's a biblical concept, actually, but they don't do it because of the Bible. Uh, but they, they do it because they found out that's what works um, th throughout millennia. And so they're training all the time so that when the storm hits, they will respond in a certain way. That's why you know, they practice all the time. So when the storm hits, but biblically, what is, you know, and the Bible is pretty clear about this. We are to continue to grow in Jesus Christ. So we, that's why we read the Bible. That's why we study the Bible. That's why we talk to each other about the Bible. Um, that's one reason. It's not the only reason. Uh, because, uh, but, but in a practical sense, if we're walking with Jesus and we've been growing and learning from him, when the storms hit, we respond properly. It's actually more of a side benefit. That's not the main reason why we, we're doing, we're getting to know Jesus. It's because... Uh, uh, we're, we're, that's what pleases him, that's what he wants, and um, in a lot of ways that actually prepares us for heaven, right? So, but, but one of the side benefits is when the storms hit, we're prepared and we, try, and we respond better, okay? So that's, that's something that we can, we can take away from, 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 um, from just a short passage. There's other passages that kind of uh, will, will point to us in that, that, that truth. 
Um, and then uh, we should fear reverentially. Okay, fear. That, remember, there's a second word. This was when the reverential fear. We should fear Jesus more than the fear, the cowardly fear. Okay, then we fear circumstances. So we look to Jesus and we wake him up, right? But we don't say, how come this is happening to me? Although we do, because sometimes we're not perfect. Uh, but through his grace, we maybe we'll ask the right question. What are you teaching me? How can I be more like you? How can I encourage other believers in this circumstance in my life? Uh, and how can I glorify you? Uh, how can other uh, non-believers look at me and, and uh, see that, uh, oh, wow, this guy's got something, or this gal's got something that I don't have? It's, it's Jesus Christ. They respond in such a, uh, a graceful way, and in a way that is actually a blessing to those around them, okay, to, uh, to around that person. Uh, and uh, it may have happened in your life. I think, I think this happened in my life. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, I think so. I actually got, got feedback. Um, so, so, but that's not all the time. I've, I've done the other thing, too. Um, so, so we should fear referentially Jesus more than we fear cowardly circumstances. And the purpose of storms is to point us to worship and fear Jesus more. And we share our wonder and fear of Jesus with fellow believers. Remember, the disciples were talking to each other, right? About, who is this guy? Wow, he's amazing. You know, he's, maybe he is who he says he is. Maybe he really is Jesus. Uh, um, and he's, uh, you know, Jesus means, you know, God's, uh, God saves, right? Um, uh, that maybe he really is God. Um, and so, so when we share with one another the wonder and fear of Jesus, and we encourage them to worship him. So some, you could discuss some of those statements. And uh, if you think I'm wrong, yeah, yeah, you know, then, then you say, no, he was wrong, you know. And, uh, and, 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 you know, find the scriptures and correct it. That's fine. Okay. So let's close in a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the lessons that we can learn from it. Uh, we pray that um, as we uh, go through the storms of life, that we remember that we should be continually growing and learning your word so that so that we could um, uh, weather these storms properly uh, to, to have the right type of fear and, uh, and not the uh, wrong type of fear. And we ask that uh, uh, you would uh, help us to remember this, help us to encourage one another even as we uh, um, go through these things and go, come alongside. And, and right now, Lord, we want to pray for Pastor Ray as he's ill uh, and his family. And then we know that there's others that, have been, that are sick right now uh, or going through some really hard times in our church. And, and uh, maybe we don't, maybe not owe all the specifics, but we, should, we can pray in, in general terms that you would help these people go through their uh, challenges in their, in their lives, um, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's relationships. Um, Lord, we just pray that uh, you, you'll, you'll uh, help them to, to draw close to you to fear you in the right way. Uh, and, um, uh, and we just, just are so um, appreciative of your word that it can teach us some of these things and how to live our lives. We, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.